You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about the most essential ingredient for your growth. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. How the heck are you? Recording this episode out here in beautiful Sedona, Arizona, where I have now been, (laughs) and we're going to talk about this a little bit more today, where I've now been, I think, I don't really remember when, sometime in February, I think I came out here. So I've been out here, for those of you guys who are newer listeners to me on the show, thank you so much. I have been, well, my hometown is Laguna Beach, California, and I've been out here in Sedona, Arizona. I don't know, for what, six, seven months now? This is crazy. I've actually only been back home once as of the recording of this episode, once in that amount of time. And some of you guys know because I've been working very closely with a shaman. If you guys are also friends and fans of my good buddy, Mr. Jim Fortin, he talks about him all the time, his brother-in-law, Don Javier. And I really wanted to share a little bit about an important message and theme that has been really relevant to my growth and something that I know is going to be absolutely relevant to you because, you know, we're in these interesting times, right? And, you know, life is choice. So how you approach this time is is obviously, you know, up to you. But a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with at all the different levels, you know, from our mastermind down to business by design, the vast majority of them have experienced more growth, more evolution in their life during this time than ever before. And I've said this before, and it's always a harder pill to swallow, but that pain really truly can be a blessing because pain forces us to pay attention, right? And when we get squeezed a little bit, it's happening to so many people. It's been happening to so many people, right? When we get squeezed a little bit, we get to really look inward And really ask ourselves what we're made of and discover what we're made of and what we're really able to do. You know, when people say those things like your true colors come out and it forces us to grow. And hopefully as one of my listeners, as you've been tuning in during this time, hopefully you can look back now and see your own growth. And see just how far you've come. And that's something we, the brain doesn't really want to do is see that you're making progress, that you're changing, that you're growing, right? And that's really amazing. It truly, truly is. So I just continue to talk to entrepreneurs that during this time, they've had to pivot, they've had to change, they've had to deal with emotions, they've, they've had to sit in silence and reflect and grow. And I'm no exception. I've experienced a lot of my own growth. Beautiful over the last few months. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today is that just topic of growth, you know, and we could have so many, I mean, that's what all these episodes are is, is to facilitate your own growth, to be, 
become more of who you truly are today than you were yesterday, to step into more of that potential, to see what you couldn't see, to believe in what you couldn't believe, and to do what you didn't think you could do. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship is it's like it's like a game, but you create the rules of the game. <laughs> so many of the rules you create, you create the scoreboard. So you can set up a game that's rigged in your favor, which is pretty awesome, right? And as an entrepreneur, you're this being, right? Playing this game that has these very tangible results and numbers. And so in a lot of ways, the sales, the list, the audience engagement comes to be those scoreboards that tracks that growth in a way, or rather becomes evidence of that growth. And that can be really beautiful, really beautiful thing. Because a lot of times when we're on a spiritual path or, or just a personal growth path, it's hard to put into words the changes that you experience. You know, you can feel it, you can see it, but it's always, you know, not always easy to explain it to a friend you're catching up with. <laughs> you know, it's intangible in a way. But when you realize just how much your business is a reflection of you, well, then you can see the evidence right there. And that's pretty beautiful. So we're going to talk about this conversation of growth because what's really been coming up for me is, um, and it's, some, it's something that Don Javier says, is that everyone wants that end result. You know, you, you might see someone like me, I've got a podcast, it reaches thousands of people, and you're like, wow, I want that. Wow, I want that following, I want that influence. Oh, give me those dollar bills, right? Let me make that money. And a lot of people want all that stuff, right? And some people say, oh, no, I don't want to do material things. And it's not about that. You know, it might be like, I have a message and I want to reach more people. I want that accomplishment, that reach, that impact. Okay, great. Love it. Want it. Go for it. But most people aren't really willing to do the work to make that happen. And a lot of people, when they start listening to this podcast and I start talking about like hard work and hustle, you know, aren't the secret to success and all that type of stuff. Sometimes it attracts some people that just like don't want to do anything. And they kind of misconstrue that, that, oh, I, there's like a lazy way. And this is not about being lazy, folks. What I'm speaking to when I say the hard work and hustle, when I poo-poo that, is I'm poo-pooing the 3D efforting of if I just work harder and longer, then I'll be more successful. That's old school. We're done with that. That's just 3D. But there's still going to be work required of you. And majority of that work is within. And it is not easy. It is hard work. And it's only hard for one reason, which I'll reveal in a moment, why that becomes hard. It doesn't have to be hard. That inner work, all these episodes, all these things we talk about, doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be messy. We make it hard, and I'll tell you why. But what's been really coming to me too is, you know, I look at, and I really wish I could just get a better way. You know, I've done episodes talking about my stories and my past and how long I struggled for and all that stuff and how much I just don't want you to struggle as long as I did. Four and a half years of broke. I got addicted to Adderall. I lost a ton of weight, lost all my friends. I was unhappy. I was frustrated. I hated myself and I didn't have anything to show for it. I don't want that for any of you. No way. So I was willing to do whatever it takes. Question is, are you? 
Because I think the reality is a lot of people, you know, the people that want all these things, they don't actually want to change to get those things. And if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting what you've always gotten. So people want the end result, but most people don't want to change. They're like, no, 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 I want all those things. Give me a genie and a lamp, and that's what I'll wish for. But if you're saying I've got to do something different or be something different or change, no, thank you. And that's the problem. And so what this really is, the only way to truly grow is you have to let go. You know, what Don Javier said to me recently is you must let go to let in. But most of us are holding on for dear life. And that's where it becomes really hard. And I know that for a fact because I've seen my journey and I've seen where (laughs) the growth has gotten really hard. And then I go, oh, actually, this can be really easy. (laughs) And we, we learn to let go faster, let go quicker. We just surrender. So let's talk about this word resistance. I love this word because we, we can point to it. We can look at it and say, where area in your life do you, are you experiencing some resistance right now? That internal struggle that like, like you're driving with the parking brake on, right? There's resistance here. And resistance is simply your unwillingness to let go of that which no longer serves you. So we're holding on, right, to like the old, the old way, the familiar, even if it doesn't serve us. Well, I mean, it serves us in some way, but it doesn't serve you in the highest way possible for what you want. And that's the thing, you know, life is a a moving target. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. And as soon as you figure it out, bam, (laughs) the game has changed, the target's moved. And let's just look at like a goal. You know, entrepreneurs are very goal driven. And we should be, I love goals. But I like, you know, I have a very different approach on goals. The first thing is that to have a goal means you want something you've never had. And you have to really start with that simple truth and acceptance of that. That if you say, if I say, what's your goal? And you say, you know, James, my goal is to make $100,000 this year in my online business. I assume that you've never made $100,000 in this business before. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's why it's a goal because you've never done it before, which also means you don't know how to do it. And it's not really until you swallow that hard pill that we can kind of soften our grip on that which we hold on to. Because remember, experience is your only true teacher, right? That you don't know how to do something until you've done it. In other words, I could give you the best online course on how to swim videos, PDFs, swimmingsecrets.com, right? And you could go through that course beginning to end. You could be the best student, right? Because we were trained in school how to, you know, get the transference of knowledge from our teacher into our brain and memorize it and be good test takers. So you think you know it because you passed the test and you could pass the swimming written exam. And then I could say, wow, you got an A plus on your swimming exam. You finished all your course videos. Do you know how to swim? Well, I've never been in the ocean. I've never been in a pool. I've never been in a lake. Do you know how to swim? No. So when will you know how to swim? Not until I see you in the water, get your butt in the water, and start moving your arms and legs. Now you're swimming. Boom, right? And so when you approach a goal that way, 
That's so beautiful because what most people are doing is saying, here's this thing I've never done before and let me assume that I know exactly how to do it and I'm going to do it the way I've been doing everything else, right? But what got you here won't get you, you know how it goes. (laughs) So why do we hold on? Why do we hold on to the old, to that which doesn't serve us, right? That doesn't make any sense. But it really does because it gives us something. NLP calls this a secondary gain, right? Even if it doesn't serve us for our highest good, it still gives us something like certainty, familiarity. Did I say that right? Familiarity. That's a hard word for me to say. Safety, comfort, protection, ego, self-preservation, right? I was doing a bonus training on launch copy just the other day. And there were some people on this call that were like, oh, this has been really great, but I've been stuck with this for years. I've been stuck on creating my domino belief. This is something I teach for years. First of all, I said, no, you haven't. I said, that's total BS. You've been stuck on coming up with your domino belief for years? Yeah. You just learned the concept of the domino belief two months ago. <laughs> How could you be stuck on something that for years that you only learned about two months? Oh yeah, two, great point. And then I asked a question, what would you have to let go of? What would you have to give up when you let go of the story that you're stuck on writing your copy? And everyone started sharing. Oh, safety. Yeah. Because as long as I blame, oh, I'm stuck on my copy, I can't get the messaging right, I can't get my domino belief right, well, then you don't have to launch. You don't have to put your stuff out there. You don't have to be vulnerable. You don't have to be exposed to all that judgment and criticism that is waiting you and is unavoidable. Just like you can't go surfing and avoid getting wet, you can't put yourself out there to change the world without facing any type of judgment. It's impossible. Can't have one without the other. Can't have your cake and eat it too. And they saw that. They saw that they were just arguing for these limitations of I'm stuck. Hi, I'm stuck. I'm James. Nice to meet you, stuck. No, but I'm stuck. I'm confused. This is hard. And I said, of course it's hard. Because as long as you make it hard, you get that benefit. You get to benefit from that. But as Don Javier said, you have to let go before you can let in. You have to let go in order to let in. And we've heard this or versions of this because when you hear truth, you hear it again and again and again and you feel it and it feels differently when you receive it, right? You've heard things like one door has to close before another can open. And so this whole concept that we're talking about here that will, I think, put rocket fuel on your own growth evolution of letting go so you can let in can be boiled down to a metaphor, a metaphor of dating. And we all have an experience of this, right? Maybe it was ourselves, maybe someone we know. But can you think back to a time maybe in high school or college where you had a friend who was dating somebody that they didn't like? They did not want to be in that relationship anymore. 
in their mind, they're done. But for whatever reason, they're still with them. And then as you dig and pry a little bit, they admit that they're looking for the new boyfriend or girlfriend. And they're not going to break up with this person (laughs) until they've met the new better person. Now, we're a little older now, a little wiser for the wear. But imagine today that one of your closest friends confessed to you that they're doing that. Yeah, I'm with this person. And uh, (laughs) to be honest, I can't stand them. I don't want anything to do with them. Why don't you let them go? Why don't you break up with them and, you know, just let them down gently and let them move on so they can be with someone that will love them? Well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm waiting until I find someone new. My question to you is what advice would you give this person? Oh, yeah, that's a really good strategy because, you know, you don't want to let go until you find that new person, right? Would Would you do that? Would you say that? I really hope not, right? And then the real question is, is that even an effective strategy? Is that even good dating advice? Yeah. Don't let this person go until you have the new person. Chances are that's never gonna happen. And I understand why this individual would do that. It's safe. It seems smart. I'm mitigating risk because I don't want to be alone. You know, I'm going to hold on until something better comes along, but life doesn't work that way. And I think intuitively we all know that. This is why you also hear stories of people that as soon as they say, I'm never going to date again, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I'm over men or I'm over women or whatever it is. And then the next day they meet their soulmate. (laughs) right so it's a great metaphor it's a great example here of how we try to hold on and gain something new when you got to let go to let in and what i wanted to do in this episode is share a couple of examples of recent times in my life to show examples how i'm continuously letting go so that i can let in more to hopefully offer more insight and opportunities for you. And then we're gonna end this episode with a few questions that I would really invite you to journal on. And I'm just gonna say this right here because you know I can get tough love, you know, which means I love you but it's gonna be tough, that I want you to observe yourself. When these questions come up, what is the first thing that you say to yourself? Oh, I'll do this later? Or "Eh, I don't need to write these down or I kind of get this. Or do you stop everything and you start doing the exercises? Because it'll be really interesting if you want to prove me right or wrong based on my observation of a few minutes ago where I said, you know, everyone wants that end result, but most people don't want to do the work. So I'm curious, are you most people? Because most people don't have these types of results. Most people don't have massive impact massive income, you know, all the da-da-da-da-da-dee, right? So which are you? Are you most people? And that's fine. There's no something wrong. I'm just saying it's just as a fact. Like most people don't, I mean, there's studies done that 90% of people that pick up a personal development book don't go past the first chapter. That's most people. Deal with it. Are you most people? That's okay. But don't be surprised that things don't change because you weren't willing to change. So it's a really interesting opportunity for you to just observe what it is that you say when you see or listen to me share these exercises. I'll get to this later. 
you know, later never comes. So that's just up to you. So we'll get to those questions in a minuto. But first, let me share some examples of what I'm talking about, about letting go and how hard it absolutely can be. The first is, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that I've been in Sedona since February. You know, we purchased two properties out here in December of 2019 with the intention of them to just be a fun little investment project of me working on. You know, as soon as all this stuff came down and I really listened to my intuition and I hope you guys are too, and something just told me I need to get out of California. So I came here and I just started living in one of the properties. So I've been in Sedona since February. And a part of it has been challenging because I have my dream home that my wife and I worked so hard for. You know, we manifested it and put our intentions on it for years, looking and searching and see, and then bam, there it is. Our dream home in California, in Laguna Beach, hometown. My entire family's in Laguna Beach. Chelsea, because her family and their, her parents are older, has predominantly stayed in Laguna. Our business, our office, our entire team is in Laguna. My favorite pastime, surfing and going to the beach. I used to tell you guys, I go, I'm in the water every day. That's true. And a remodel that we're in the middle of working on. <laughs> and these are all these things that I started, you know, we have ties to. I don't have any other better way to say that, but like we have these ties to these things. And they're all there in this one location. And where I'm at today, just to be... I mean, I want to say transparent, but I'm always transparent with you. But just to kind of keep you in the loop of where I'm at is moving here to Sedona full time and knowing in my heart that that's the next right move for me, that that's where my time being out here has allowed for so much of my growth. And I couldn't have experienced the growth without being here and having this time. And I wouldn't have been able to be here if I still held tightly to all those things back in Laguna, the house, the remodel, the family, the business, the office, the beach, the surfing, the friends, everything there. So in one way, you know, it's our choice, really. Is that going to be hard or am I going to just allow it? And I don't know what that was, but it wasn't too tough because I didn't think it would be as permanent as it's become. So I just thought it was maybe a few weeks and then a few weeks turns into a few months and now a few months is like, it could be a few decades. But what's beautiful about that is letting that go. Yes, so much has come in. But also, I really do believe firmly that lack is an illusion. Loss is an illusion. So we don't want to let go of things because we think we're going to lose something. But I don't believe we ever lose. We're looking at building our dream house out here in Sedona now. We have family that's been visiting us. Members of our team are now moving out here. And yeah, I'm not at the beach out here because there's no beach. Even though, by the way, like a gajillion years ago, this was all covered in water and you could still find shells in the rocks. But I've realized that the beach and the ocean was about being in nature. 
and I'm in even more nature out here. And so I'm here. I'm happier here than I was out there. And don't get me started on all the stuff with California, right? And I'm saying, wow, I could have said, man, I'm going to lose all these things. But the reality is I didn't lose any of them. I've gained more. Are you willing to let go, to let more in? And understanding that that idea of what I'm going to lose is an illusion. Letting go doesn't mean losing anything. It means opening your arms wider to receive even more. And yeah, that will take something from you. Courage, faith, trust. That's really going to be my invitation in this episode, my challenge for you. So that's one example. Another one, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Now this was hard for like a day or two until it wasn't. So I love sharing this story. So I didn't realize it at first, but I started noticing like just some patterns of this is all around my schedule, my structure of my day, sleeping patterns, working patterns, et cetera, et cetera. I started noticing, I was like, I gotta go to bed early. So I wanna be in bed by 10 and I couldn't go to bed. So I'd be laying in bed. And it's not about, oh, James, take this or blah, blah, blah. You know, that didn't matter. I would lay in bed until like midnight. And then I would sleep nine hours. Nine? What? So I'm getting up at like, what, eight, nine, nine thirty, something like that. Oh, my gosh. And I had a full night of sleep, nine hours. And I'd be tired. And then I had this idea of like, you know, it's like Miracle Morning, right? We've had Hal Elrod on the podcast, like you got to do that work, you know, get up early, you got to do that morning routine and, you know, do your best work first thing in the morning. And I'm like, man, it's already 9, 9.30 and it's 10 by the time you're, you know, 10.30 done with your kind of morning routine. Oh, I got something at 11, you know, and I'm just like, oh, now, now it's the afternoon and I can't do that thing I need to do. And I'm finding myself struggling with my schedule and my start, I'm like, wow, this is no longer working. And then when I'm spending time with Don Javier, he's on a very different schedule. (laughs) So when I'm hanging out with him, I'm getting home at three, four, and as late as 5.30 in the morning. You're getting pushed past your limits and it's for one simple reason break your structure. So I'm getting home at 5.30 in the morning and the first night or two, I'm really struggling with that. Like, are you kidding me? I got to get up, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And then I finally just said, you know what? F it. This is what time it is. I'm going to go to bed and I get up when I get up, right? Real simple. I go to bed at 5.30, 6 o'clock and I wake up at 9, 9.15. I've had three hours of sleep. And I have all the energy in the world. <laughs> what? And the, you know, cup of coffee or two or three, love my coffee. And I'm ready to rock and freaking roll. And I said, you know what? I don't need to do my best stuff in the morning. I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to do that. And then I noticed that as the day went on, and by the way, this has nothing to do with you guys in the sense of, oh, you should do what I'm doing. No, this is just an example. As the day goes on, I'm feeling more energy. As it becomes night, I feel, wow, I'm doing my best work at midnight. I'm writing copy at 1230. (laughs) 
what? And now I'm sleeping four, five, six hours and having more energy. And that was powerful for me because what I was forced to do, what I had to do was break my own structure around how much sleep I need, when I'm supposed to work, how my morning routine is supposed to do, what, when I'm supposed to get up, when I'm supposed to go to bed, when I'm supposed to be done with things. And I realized that that structure I had created no longer served me and it was really creating me, that I was a prisoner to a structure that was no longer serving me. And I cannot stress this enough. You guys, when I finally broke that structure and said, yeah, I can go to bed when I want, I can wake up when I want, I can work when I want. I know that sounds silly, but I had created this regimen and it wasn't working and I was forcing it. I was trying to make it work. When I finally broke all of that, because I had to break it, it's just going to get worse if I didn't. That's why I said it can get as hard as you like it to get until you finally surrender and let go to what's no longer certain. You have to really trust you know, your internal guidance that it's guiding you to what's best for you moving forward. If you have a goal for something you've never gotten before, you're going to have to be willing to be something you've never been before. And when that structure finally broke, free, I was free. I felt such a level of freedom in my life. So you think more money, bigger business means more freedom. No, because you'll take your shackles and your prison bars with you wherever you go. No matter how much is in the bank account, no matter how many Instagram followers you have, but you also hold the key. When I just said, I can work when I want, I know that sounds silly, but I was really like, no, I got to do my copy first thing in the morning. No, I got to be up by this time. According to who? That's just something I decided one day. And it worked. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing saying, oh, James, are you telling us we all have to go to? No. This is an example that only for me. You got to know yourself. That wasn't working for me anymore. Why would I keep fighting it? And I was free. Wow, what a gift to find more freedom. And I know all of you listening, freedom is important to you. But you think freedom is going to come from your bank account. You think freedom is going to come from your customers. Think again. So this was an episode about talking about a way in which you can rapidly experience growth. And it can really come down to this one idea of letting go. So I want to ask you a series of four questions that you can use as a journal prompt, something to chew on, to contemplate on, and maybe offer something for you. So number one would be to just take stock in your life. It's always good to take stock in your life, awareness, an assessment, and really ask what is no longer working and just not be in denial about it. You know, like a veneer of I'm fine, I'm fine, right? People live in an I'm fine coma. But what's not serving you right now? What's no longer working for you? And at any time you can pause this and start to write. And when you look at this area in your life that's no longer serving you, for like, for example, California, living in California wasn't serving me. My sleep schedules wasn't serving me. Question number two is when you look at this area of your life that's no longer serving you, what have you been unwilling to let go of? What have you been holding on to? Question number three, what do you fear will happen when you do let go of this? 
Answering that question is going to tell you why you're holding on to it. But number four, what will happen if you don't? What will happen if you don't let go of this? What will happen a year from now? What will your life look like a year from now if you're still holding on? I do have one bonus question. What is possible when you do let go of this thing you've been unwilling to let go of? So it's a really great question to ask yourself too. How are you showing up as I ask these questions? Did you pause, open up a journal and start doing the work? Or are you like, "Mm, I mean, okay, I know this already. Wow. You should do a TED talk on that, (laughs) on how you know everything. (laughs) It's not about taking stock on what you know. It's about seeking to discover more about yourself and I don't know you. So I can't tell you and I can't do this for you. Your trainer can't do your pushups for you. I can't do this for you. But if you did this, you'd have an opportunity to discover a little bit more about yourself. Most people are unwilling to do that. So I hope you did do that. I hope you answered these questions. I hope you are working on this, chewing on this, contemplating on this. And with that, I'll leave you with a challenge, an invitation to step up, to be bold, to be courageous, and to be willing to let go of that thing that no longer serves you. Not just because it's going to let in so much more and to really know that, but also because as you do that, You have no idea how much that inspires and impacts the people around you and gives them permission to do the same. You chose entrepreneurship for a reason because we are the bold, crazy risk takers. So it's about time you took a risk. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You guys are amazing. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.